From the pages of the Salt Lake Tribune, straight to your earphones, this is Tribune Sports Radio. All right, hello, and how do you do? Welcome to episode 34 of Tribune Sports Radio. I'm your host, Ben Raskin. With us today, we have a dear friend of the show, Chris Kamrani. Hello. And uh, digital editor of the Salt Lake Tribune, Kevin Winter-Morris. How are you doing, Benny? Now, for such an august occasion for the first podcast of the 2015 year, we invited a very special guest to come join us. But instead of announcing him immediately, we're going to see if you can play along and guess to see if you can do this with a little game we're going to call Padre or Lieutenant Governor. I'm taking three players from the uh, 1969 San Diego Padres and uh, three lieutenant governors of the state of Utah, and our special guest is going to guess which one's which. Special guest, are you ready to play? I I think I'm ready. (laughs) All right, the first uh, Padre or lieutenant governor is Oliver Ollie Brown. I'm going to go Padre. You would be correct. He had a 13-year career with the Friars. had a career batting average of 265 with 102 home runs and 11 triples. Uh, nice. Utility infielder. Uh, number two question, uh, Clyde L. Miller. Clyde Miller, I'm going to go lieutenant governor. You would be correct on that one as well. He was the first lieutenant governor of the state of Utah. Uh, I don't know. It was 1975, I believe. That's was right. That? Yeah, 1975. Impressive. The, uh, it's funny to think there's only been eight lieutenant governors in the state of Utah, and uh, his biggest role at that time was superintendent of the Capitol grounds, where he instructed all the security officers to carry guns, but re, uh, re, uh, did not allow them to carry bullets with them. Oh, wow. wow. So I, uh, I don't know how effective that is, but great. Well, you can always throw a Colt 45, you know, so you can do that. All right, let's so move along. We've got number three, uh, Richard Dick Selma. Uh, definitely a Padre. That is a Padre. Uh, he uh, played three years with the Pods, uh, 4.0 uh, ERA. Uh, he died just uh, August 29th, uh, 2001. Uh, the only reason we selected him was he had three great nicknames. The first one, of course, is Dick off of Richard. Then he had Moon Man and then Mortimer Snurd. Wow. <laughs> they just don't make him like they used no. to. They really no. don't. I need a nickname like that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, let's go with our last one. We're going to move along here. Spencer J. Cox. Uh, I'm going to go uh, Lieutenant Governor, although aspiring Padre at one point, I'm sure. So. Everybody, after Benny's heart. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Welcome to the podcast, uh, Lieutenant you. Governor Spencer J. Cox. Uh, what do we call you? Uh, Lieutenant Governor? LG. Ooh. That's that's what that's what the, that's what they call me on the street. I so. like LG. Yeah. I'm gonna. Yeah. Have, I went LT across the yeah, board. Yeah, expecting it's, that. In the office, LG's the uh, the shorthand. So. <laughs> but but I'll, I'll respond to whatever. I, I've been called much worse. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, just we were kind of talking on the elevators. We're coming up here. You're a lifelong Utahan. Uh, were you born and raised in uh, Fairview? Yeah, Fairview, Sanpete County. Six generations. We, we don't get out much where, <laughs> where I'm from. So. Yeah, a graduate of North Sanpete, huh? Correct. The uh, Hawks. Hawks. Yes, yes, a proud North Sanpete Hawk. Yeah, so we're, uh, so it's, it's so fun kind of doing this. Like I was saying, we're kind of basically stalking you for the last couple of weeks, kind of getting ready for this. <laughs> okay, but easy, easy. <laughs> well, you know, it's, no, people might actually listen to this. Well, one. he's got <laughs> a security guard over there who yeah. can definitely tackle me. He yeah. looks like an outside linebacker anyway. Yeah, but, um, good luck. He's technically not security, but that's okay. <laughs> he's he's big like enough to be security. I would say strong safety. Strong safety? I, I, don't, I don't know about outside linebacker. Long snapper? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just tuck him and throw him back. 
Uh, so you're born and raised here in Salt Lake City. Uh, you went to graduate as a hawk. Um, Not in Salt Lake City. Pardon me. Come Utah. on. Utah. Well, from Utah. That's right. okay. Yeah, That's and then okay. he ended up, uh, you ended up went to Snow College for a couple of years. I did, yeah. And uh, yeah. LDS Mission down in Mexico. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, you were going to go to BYU, but ended up as an Aggie up at Utah State. What happened there? Yeah, so so growing up, you know, we lived about 45 minutes south of Provo, uh-huh. and I, my dad took me to BYU games when I was a kid, and I was just, you know, 1984. Lavelle Edwards. Very, yeah. yeah, Lavelle yeah. Edwards. I mean, that's me growing up, right? I, uh-huh. was, I was born in 75, so uh, I had just planned to go to BYU my entire life, and I I get back, um, I get engaged to my wife, who's just an incredible person, and uh, I, I was so excited. I, I said, hey, yeah, we can get married and go to BYU, and she said, I'm going to Utah State, have fun at BYU, <laughs> so uh, I'm an Aggie, and just, just like that, uh, so uh, it, it was a great choice, by the way, I love my, love my time at Utah State, but I still have a soft spot for uh, for the Cougars. Were you a big fan of Jim McMahon during those years? Uh, yeah, yeah, I was a huge fan of I, I was a little young during the McMahon uh, uh-huh. era, kind of, kind of started that's when I started going to games right at the end there of course uh, Steve Young and then Robbie Bosco was kind of the, the sweet spot for me yeah. and, then, and then Ty Dentmer was when I was in in high school and and you know Ty Dentmer could could do no wrong you know growing up in, in Nevada because I to, grew up in Las Vegas uh, Ty Dentner's name would have just circulated everywhere because you know there was a huge contingency of kids that were either going or wanted to go to BYU for my graduating class and uh you know, you just had that. It was kind of, it's sort of funny. It's sort of that sweet spot of uh, yeah. college quarterbacks that you sort of think about, even though I never went to BYU. Right, right. You know, I mean, he's out there breaking records. I was the guy that would go to the games, you know, painted face, dressed <laughs> up, you know, shirt off with the big Y on. Just one of those. It was, yeah. it was a lot of fun growing up, watching uh, watching them win a lot of games. Where did you follow the Chicago Bears for a little bit after? Uh, uh, of course, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we were all de facto, you know, Bears fans, and then and then we were all 49ers fans, right, when Steve yeah. Young kind of took over that's that's just the way it worked so um after you went to utah state you graduated man of the year what, what is that well i yeah wikipedia is great not, by the way <laughs> if you, if, you know what, if all those donation signs they have on there i should just pay, pay the three bucks <laughs> like i guess i should look at my my uh my wikipedia uh entry i didn't even know there was one but, but yeah so a student of the year i was a political science student of the year okay um that, that year which i don't know what that means just uh, the professors liked me and and, and i did well and we were in rich, it, rich so. company he was a political science uh uh, graduate yeah nice. but you know man of the year sounds a lot more impressive. Well, it, it does I, you know I, I wouldn't go correcting I, you know <laughs> if someone asks were you man of the year oh yeah, I, yeah well, wikipedia says so so it must be true. well i'm bogging you da- guys down because i'm a journalism major oh, so I, 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 yeah i'm on the wrong side of the spectrum there yeah. so i apologize for that well i'm sure there's a man of the year in journalism as right. well Maybe. Yeah, Let's hope. Somewhere. <laughs> Somewhere. Yeah. Let's just all agree that there really wasn't much we could do with our, our degrees when we were done. Agreed. So we kind of all agree. ended yes. up where we needed yes. to be. Yeah. <laughs> Lieutenant governors, bartenders, it, it all really does sort itself out in the end. Um, I found this interesting. We're talking about this was that you were accepted to Harvard and then you also got a, a Washington Lee. Um, and it's, there's a part of me where kind of not curious why uh why Washington Lee over Harvard yeah well I I, I get that a lot I, you know that was not something I told a lot of people but somehow that got out and somehow it made Wikipedia but but I did I I got accepted to Harvard I no one was more shocked than than I was uh-huh. uh coming out of Utah State and uh everybody told me you know you, you don't tell Harvard no I'd actually the deal was that I got to go to BYU for law school my wife said well you know we'll go okay. to Utah State and you go to BYU for law school and that's what I planned to do um, and, and really, it was on a whim. It's it's kind of a rap. 
bracket when you apply for law school. You actually have to buy your application. You have to pay money to apply to law yeah. school. And you then you have to pay to get copies of your LSAT score. Mm. So I had already ordered four copies of my LSAT score. I had already been accepted to BYU, which is where I wanted to go. So I didn't, you know, I'm a poor college student. I didn't <laughs> want to waste more money. Yeah. I got accepted to Harvard, and I got a free application in the mail from this, this school, Washington and Lee. I didn't know much about it. It was a top 20 law school, uh -huh. so, so great law school. And uh, I, I thought, well, I've already paid for this stuff. I got a free application, so I sent it in, and I, I got accepted. And uh, I went out there and visited the place, mm. and it's really incredible. It's, it's about two and a half hours south of Washington, D.C., right in the Shenandoah Valley. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's Civil War territory. Uh, it's it's the, the generals. I mean, it's named Washington and Lee because George Washington, the president, mm -hmm. gave money to the school when it was failing, and they named it George Washington uh, mm -hmm. College then. And, uh, and then after the Civil War, it was failing again. And uh, General Robert E. Lee went to be the president yeah, of the yeah. school for, for five years. He's buried there. His horse, Traveler, is buried next to him. And uh, they, they renamed it Washington and Lee after that. So y you walk on this campus, and it feels like you're walking back in time. I mean, they were celebrating the 250th anniversary of the, the school when I, when I walked out there to visit. Uh -huh. And, and I, we just fell in love with the place. And uh, then they sealed the deal by offering me a scholarship, which meant I could graduate without $200,000 debt and, <laughs> yeah. you know, have much less than that. And uh, grade school, and that, that was kind of the clincher for okay. us. So uh, looking back now, are you a, a hawk, a badger, an Aggie, or a general? Uh, wow. So I'm a hawk, rank first em. and foremost. You got to rank them. Power, Power rankings. <laughs> we we got to rank them? That's, that's just not fair. But, uh, but, but I'm definitely a hawk, yeah. a hawk foremost. And then I'm really proud of, of, of Snow College. Yeah. You know, uh, it's, it's a great school with a great history, a lot of great programs down there. Uh, great football team every yeah. year. Uh, really a pipeline to, uh, to, to, to the, you know, the other colleges here in the state. And uh, so, so definitely, definitely one and two uh, there, and, and then next has to be an Aggie. So we'll put the the generals last, or Gen the, the Jennies. The that's what that's. They that. gave you two hundred grand, and you're you're ranking them last. They, you know, <laughs> they saved you two hundred. I'm grand. guessing they're not listening to this podcast. <laughs> not so. a lot of people are, but and at this time, we always like say, "Hi, mom. How are you?" <laughs> She's the only one. Um, so as a lifelong Utah in here, it's like that. Uh, what teams are you? So your heart obviously goes with Utah State, but you have to be a big jazz fan, right? Yeah, I, I'm a huge jazz fan. That's, you know, again, growing up as a child in the 80s, right? The 80s and 90s. Uh, it, it was a great time to be a jazz fan. Uh, it could have been a, a little bit better. You yeah. know, we had a couple chances. Uh, still, you know, the push off just still. I, he I did I push. Had those dreams, you know, every night, those nightmares. As a Jordan fan. <laughs> I can't help it that he slipped. <laughs> was he drifting? Uh, yeah, Who knows? It's, it's tough to say. It might have been a slip. The arm was extended, probably... though. That's the problem. Uh, well, the it, arm it, got extended he fully. He was trying to hold him off. Yeah, maybe. totally. He wanted there was something on he the wanted floor. Brian to be in his face when he hit the jump right. shot. Yeah. But Brian yeah, did, he, didn't cooperate. Yeah, it was clearly a push-up. But see, I, I mean, I can go even deeper than that. I mean, if we had replay then, Howard Isley's three was clearly before the before the buzzer. <laughs> I, I mean, there, there <laughs> were a lot of things that happened. There were some shady calls. that went Dick Bavetta still owes this one uh it's uh, it's yeah it's 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 been a it's been a tough life for a jazz fan but we're we're still there we're still cheering for him love the team this year 
It looks like you know, it's a fun team to watch, you yes. know, and uh, they're, they're pretty, we're, uh, Tony Jones, one of the uh, journalists that works here, he said they're a 41 team, and we all kind of scoffed at it. But, you know, with how many close losses have they had this year, Chris? They've had a lot. I mean, like seven yeah. where they lost by three but points. But they've also won like three or four at the buzzer. So yeah. it, yeah, kind of, it kind of goes yeah, both ways. Yeah, it does balance itself out. But it's a fun-looking team, you know, and uh, it's also exciting to know that – I like this Quinn Schneider guy. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I think he's legit. You know, I, I tweeted out the, the, the first game, opening game of the season, I said, you know, I think the over-under was 26 games. I said, take the over. I, mm-hmm. I, I, and I still believe that. I mean, I know they, they went through a rough patch, but you look the last couple of weeks, they played really tough with some, some serious injuries. I mean, last night, I mean, we were starting Joe Ingles yeah. last night. You know, I mean, I love the guy. I mean, he's great, but he's not a starting caliber player. Right. I think three of our starters were injured. And, uh, and, and you know, and we're down Trey out for the season? No, 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 no. Yeah, no, Trey no, no. was just Alec Burke. Alec Burke. Yeah, Alex Burks. Burks. out. But, but they, I mean, they play hard, and, and they get down by 19. They, they don't quit. They come back. I, I, it's, it's amazing. You know, you look at the win loss last year versus this year, and, and it's, it's about the same. But there's a trajectory there. You feel hope with this team. Yeah. You think they're headed in the right direction. Um, I love the way we drafted, uh, and, and I think, I think Coach Snyder's the right guy to to develop these young players. They, Were you a little concerned them. when Exum was drafted, uh, taking third in this draft? No, I, I was actually excited. Again, sometimes the unknown is is the most exciting. Yeah. I got more concerned um, during the uh, the preseason a little bit, but mm-hmm. but I, I will tell you, I've, I've just been incredibly impressed with the guy. The two things I worried about, mm-hmm. one, that he couldn't shoot. I, I didn't think he could shoot a three-pointer. And two, I thought, he like a lot of young players, he would be out of control. Um, my criticisms are now are that he's not aggressive enough yeah he's very cautious he plays within himself he doesn't make a lot of mistakes um there's something special about about him though you just watch the way he moves uh if he can put it all together uh he could be special i think the speed and finesse on him is incredible you know and it's like and obviously with uh take westbrook and uh and uh k uh Durant, you know, sure. when watching those two guys play, they start off with just inc- incredible conditioning, incredible speed where they can just cover so much territory so fast. And when you have runners like that, I mean, basically you're, the, the opposition defense is always going to be on their heels trying to keep yeah. up. And he's so young. And he's I mean, like, he's so young. He's 19. Yeah, I, right. Yeah, right. It's, it's incredible. I mean, he should be a freshman in college right yeah. now. Yeah. Probably should be a freshman in college. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but no, you, you look at the way again, just the way he moves, this, yeah. the speed mm-hmm. and the agility, his height, his handle on the ball. Um, it, it remi- he's got a little kind of Penny Hardaway yeah. in him yeah. a little bit. Uh, even even a young Kobe Bryant. But again, Kobe had all of those bad habits. You know, remember in the playoffs and mm-hmm. the Jazz. You know, he's he's shooting from ten feet behind the three point line. You know, airballing. And, and Exum doesn't have that. He's very coachable. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I I think the the guy's really the, the limit there. I think that is a plus, though, having a guy like Quinn Schneider who comes from the college ranks to have a guy that technically should be in college at 19 years of age. I think and what you said about him being coachable is really important. You know, yeah. it's like, and I think Schneider could be the guy that could make Exum a, a top-tier sort of player. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But what well, you, you just, just, just a little bit, when you, when you look at the, the Atlanta Hawks and you've seen what they've done, that, you know, of course, Snyder was there. He, he had his, uh, his time with, uh, with San Antonio. Mm-hmm. Really a great pedigree there. But, but uh, Kyle Korver, I mean, they were so 
uh, distraught to lose him to the Jazz, uh, uh, Coach Snyder, yeah. because because of that, he was so good with the young players. Uh, just just had a great uh, relationship with them. Very patient and very positive. And I think that that's something that was was lacking and, and desperately needed. I agree, and it's just funny. It's like I was distraught to lose Corver. I was distraught to lose Corver, and I was really oh. distraught to lose Millsap. Yeah. The only jersey I've ever bought with another player's name on was Millsap, and I still own it. I still love it, and I still love Paul. And when he came to town. It's one of those rare moments where, you know, my heart was kind of on both sides of the ball, you know? Yeah. Just a yeah. great guy. It, it, they're a fun team to watch. I mean, we like Atlanta. You know, yeah. they're, they're kind of the Jazz East right now. Um, it, it shows you kind of the talent we had and how important coaching is mm-hmm. yeah. in, in putting that together. Big Al's been fantastic the last the last year and a half. Uh, I'm not going to lie, my wife would go to any game that Kyle Korver was playing. Uh, yeah. Not necessarily for the basketball, but, you know, if, if, if she yeah, ever leaves sold me. jerseys. Yeah. There you go. He, <laughs> he did sell jerseys, so it's it's all good. With um, with the uh, Utah Jazz and stuff, um, the, uh, obviously you're probably a Utah State guy, right? Uh, as opposed to more to Utah and, and BYU. My question, and we've talked about this in the past on the podcast, is that I really miss the uh, Utah BYU football game every single year. Yeah. I know you have only a handful of responsibilities as lieutenant governor, voting, <laughs> keeper of the seal, we'd like to know where that is, and like annexing municipalities, but what could you do to get that game back? Well, uh, you I have to have the governor's ear. Everything in my power to get that game back. So so, so again, I, I am a Utah State fan, and it's fun to see them doing so well. Coach Wells is is just incredible. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the things that they've done with uh, with really the, the limited resources they have and the victories this year, I mean, they lose three quarters quarterbacks and uh and still pull off you know some just incredible wins it, it was really fun to see but i yeah i was a byu season ticket holder until just two years ago mm-hmm. so you know I, I i still still have an affinity there and uh, i went to the last byu utah game and it's it's really a travesty i i mean it it's it's i, I sound like an old man now but the problem with kids <laughs> these days and college football these days and 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 the uh, the alignment of the conferences and and the the quest for money and and all of those those problems have led to this this just almost dysfunctional system now where these rivalries that go back you know more than a hundred years and mean something to people and to the fans are now gone I, I think it's a huge mistake and I'm very disappointed that it you know it's continued. like back in Nevada it's like I graduated from Nevada and yeah. obviously with UNLV down there and it's like they play for the Fremont Cannon every year you know the winning team gets a pin at either blue and it's been blue more and it's been red you know but it's you it's it, if even for casual football fans in a state that has a lot of transient population and people come and go so quickly, not just the tourists and stuff like that, that game really means something to the state, you yeah. know? Like, and it's the, it's the north versus the south. It's basically Clark County versus the rest of the state of uh, Nevada. Here in Utah, it's not, I don't even see it as an LDS, non-LDS thing. I see it as just powerhouse college versus that school to the south or vice versa, right. you know? Like the powerhouse versus the school to the north. And, and what you said about disrupting this tradition, that's, that's to me, was kind of the shame with this uh, realignment with uh, Utah joining the Pac-12. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and, and that's the thing. You talked about the casual fan. I mean, even people that aren't even casual fans, people that just don't care, cared about that for whatever reason, you know, whether it's the Holy War, whether it's just great football. But by any metric, it was easily one of the top ten rivalries in the country. And, yeah. and, and maybe yeah. top five. I mean, you, you heard that a lot by, by a lot of different rankings. And, and it, it, it 
it is. It's just it's just too bad because that's part of the fun of it is is you know just getting into it with your neighbor, you know the guy you work with, just yeah. giving each other crap and knowing that you own that for an entire year. Once, yeah, that's once you won, you got to hold that over their heads. Of course, you know uh, for BYU fans, it's been a long time. And <laughs> it'll be a lot longer time apparently. Well, I remember the turkey game. It was a turkey of a game. It was about six years ago where the final score was three to nothing. And uh, what, Chris, you're better at this than I am. I don't know, man. I want to say it was like early 2000s, like 2000, 2001. I think it was like might have been Urban's first year, the year before he it, arrived. It was the Croton, right? Wasn't that the it last was, Croton think, stand? Yeah, I think, I think that's that right. was. Yeah. Think so it was it was early 2000s. Yeah, I, I think I was at that game, but I've tried to forget. <laughs> it, uh. <laughs> yeah, but with a game like that, even with a turkey of a game, they still talked about it for a year. You know, it's, yeah. and those bragging rights are huge. You know, and I don't know. I, I, I want to beat a dead horse on this one point, but like, get on it, LG. We need, <laughs> I, we need you I, on I know, this one. I know. I know. I really need to, to flex whatever muscle I have and, and make that happen. So, <laughs> so. so so what is your i your ideal Utah BYU memory? Obviously, from a BYU standpoint, is it uh, Harleen? Yeah. So I mean, were you at that game? Because that was at Rice Eccles, right? The, the interesting thing about the the Harleen game was. Uh, the uh, my my daughter was born the day before, oh, no. so we're actually so in the hospital, yeah. and I have it on the radio because the the TV in the hospital didn't get the game, so I have it on the radio, and you know I'm listening, and all of a sudden there's just kind of this deafening sound, and, and I didn't really know what happened, right. and, uh, and and then and then you know you hear that there was a touchdown, and so that that was a great memory. Um, for me, it was the uh, the fourth and uh, what oh, was 18. It, 18, fourth and nineteen yeah. play that I was yeah. at that game. Down in Provo. Watched that happen right in front of me. Kind of that play develop. I'm like, how do you let the best receiver on the field behind you on that play? That that right. was kind of the one that, that really stands out. Nice. So, is that your for, from all the sporting events you've been to in person? Is that the one? Is that the number one? Oh, memory for you? That's a great question. Uh, it, it's got to be close. Um, I was at the Jazz playoff game uh, when uh, oh, uh, everybody was out, um, and and uh, and oh, I'm, I'm losing it now. Our, our point guard, uh, yeah, our, our point guard. He was with his daughter in California. Oh, uh, Derek oh, Fisher. It, it was Derek Fisher against yeah. yeah. the Warriors. Fisher. Yeah, Fisher. Fisher was out, and and uh, that was a game came that back at halftime. D Brown got came really in, hit a, hit a couple yeah. big shots yeah. at the end. Yeah. And, and uh, then stabbed us in the back, um, but <laughs> still, you know that that was a that was a pretty pretty intense uh, pretty intense playoff game. Yeah. So yeah, that yeah, one was great watching few, at I home think. because yeah, you know I forget if it was ESPN or CBS. They were right? following him into the stadium. They were following him yeah. from the airport yeah, yeah. down North the Temple tunnel. and then into the tunnel, and yeah. then you see him basically just strip off, and then comes out like Superman. Literally, the first touch wasn't in a three pointer that he played. Yeah, yeah, he hit a huge three, and then and then hit one. I don't know if that game went into overtime. It was. I just remember it was down to the wire, and he had a couple. I remember being in Sugar House and hearing neighbors screaming. <laughs> yeah, you know? I mean that was a big game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my, my biggest sports memory ever had to be uh, Stockton hitting a three to send us to the yeah. finals for the first time. I was in Logan at the time, and it was one of those where you go out in the streets and uh, you know cars are honking their horns and everybody's talking yeah. about it. It was there really. Never, I wasn't at that game, but there was there was nothing quite like that. So is it BYU football and Aggie basketball, or is it kind of BYU basketball football first and then Aggies kind of second? Yeah. Year? So so for me growing up, it was it was BYU everything first. But mm. but now I mean this year I. 
I was kind of cheering for the Aggies in that game, even. You know, I cheer for right. Aggie football now. I love Coach Wells. He's just incredible. And Aggie basketball has been great for so long. Yeah. There's nothing like being there yeah. in an Aggie uh, basketball spectrum, game. If you haven't experienced yeah. that, I know they're down a little bit this year, but uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's pretty intense. You know, were you uh, you said you were the paint the face guy? Were yeah. you a storm the field court guy too? Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but we only did it when you know when it really mattered, not when you know we beat subpar teams right. and stormed the field like you know some other places. We were, you know, only when it was a you know it had to be a huge upset. Right. Know? BYU Miami, right? Yeah. That's that you storm the field when you beat the number one team yeah. in the country. At, having gone to Loyola Chicago, uh, storming the court was hey look a couple guys went out onto it so you know to to see that it's like you know it's it, the, actually the first time the first football game I ever saw or was ever at where they stormed the field was this year the um, Utah USC game okay and, yeah and I, it, always on TV it looks like oh you're gonna get crushed and you're gonna die and right it, it's just pit of death but i was like oh it's actually you know, well, it depends where you it depends where you are i mean are. if you if you were right under the student section you'd probably be having a different conversation i mean where were you were you on I, no, were you on the, the you were on the, the east mosque. side of the state yeah yeah and i didn't i i was like oh, you know and, okay. and i mean i don't and i would have been the guy I, I was the same way i paint the face and all that yeah college. yeah and, and i don't want to troll utah fans right now but really you usc we're <laughs> gonna storm the field for that one I, I don't know i don't know maybe it's a thing so. well it's definitely a thing and it's unfortunate for them it's it's become way too much of a thing well i want to uh make a transition to another pit of death uh you i was watching a video of you uh, accepting a challenge from bed mcadams for a demolition derby <laughs> Uh, I've been doing your research. <laughs> uh, first and foremost, what, did you know what you were doing? Taking the welder's mask off and then holding. Or were you holding a socket wrench in the video? Uh, so, <laughs> how that was staged? I was going like, what's it, he working on? Yeah, there? yeah, no, it was it was all staged. Okay, and it, it was all for fun. We we had kind of this running joke. So uh -huh. I don't have a mechanical bone in, in my uh, in my body. It was actually a torch uh -oh, that, yeah. that I was that I was holding. So pretending to weld with the with the torch. But uh, uh, is so, fair is Fairview? Demolition Derby USA. It really is. Yeah. If you if you have not experienced Fairview, uh, the Fairview Demolition Derby, I highly recommend it. The reason you haven't is it's almost impossible to get into. So because tickets sell out tick like minutes yeah, within their we, uh, available. People camp out overnight to buy tickets. Um, it, it holds about three thousand people. There are only twelve hundred people in. So where do they hold it at? Yeah, the the the, the, fairgrounds? the fairgrounds in Fairview. We have okay. a little kind of rodeo arena okay. there that holds again three thousand people. Only fills up once a year, and it's it's for the Derby. And uh, we've we've been uh, we've been having the Derby for about thirty years now, oh, and uh, it's just incredible. I mean, people come from all over. Once you've been there, you want to get back. So we always have friends from Salt Lake that that want to come down, and they beg us for tickets. And you know, there's only so many people we can get out there. So I've never participated in it, but I have family members and friends mm -hmm. that they live and breathe that stuff i mean the the shop where you saw me uh, filming that that was a, a friend from high school he does about five derbies a year and uh and and you know fairview's I, the, the i gotta ask a horrible so, question is there yeah. any money in it uh well yeah, <laughs> i mean it's gotta be good for the local economy it's, but it's, for the participants no, and, and that's the problem it's getting more <laughs> and more expensive it's hard to find cars you know because yeah. anything after 1981 you can't use yeah and these cars aren't just lying around so now you have to buy the car it takes a ton of 
effort to get them ready. Yeah, I mean, it's just incredible. Roll cages into these things and yeah. probably reinforcing the side but paneling. But the purses are getting are getting better. I mean, I mean, you can win three to five thousand um, dollars by you know by being successful <laughs> in the dirty. But but for most of these guys, it's, it's just like a, it's, a chiropractic chiropractic <laughs> pills. <Yeah. Blah>, blah, blah. <laughs> it's 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 addicting, yeah. and and having been in one, I mean, it's it's an adrenaline rush. It's you know guys that jump off cliffs and and uh, you know hang glide all these. It's it's a little bit like that. It's an adrenaline. So uh, it's uh, I've covered a lot of tennis here for the Tribune, and you know I'm, I'm very embarrassed to say this. I don't understand scoring in tennis very well, so I always defer to the kids that win. Basically, when I see the one kid throw the racket, I know that's the winner of the game, and you have to interview that person. But with demolition, how do you it's, score? It's a last car moving. Last car moving. Yeah. Last car moving. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so the, the the whole idea is you just crash until you know cars can't function. Now you do have to hit cars, so you have judges in the arena, uh -huh. and uh, these judges do uh, they do they do follow the, uh, the 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 vehicle that they're watching, and you have to hit somebody like every within two minutes. So you can't just play <laughs> possum. Yeah. So you can't hang out in the corner and, and pretend like you're out, and, and then not hit. So but 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 yeah, and, and once you're out, you put up your flag so they can't hit you anymore. Theoretically, so I, literally I, throw a white flag out. They, they have a either a white flag or a stick that you you put up on your car. Uh -huh. um, I, I I can tell you what happened to me, but no, uh, we're going we're going to yeah, talk yeah, about yeah, this. Yeah, it'll, it'll be fantastic. <laughs> but 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 that's the idea. You just beat. The, the crap out of each other. Yes, yes. Did you were, do once you were driving in uh, reverse, or did you uh, go forward? So I went forward most of the time. Um, early on in, in derbying, everybody went in reverse. That's changed a lot, the way they build the cars and reinforce them. The real aggressive drivers almost hit everybody uh, uh, go, going forward. Oh, Okay. Did you have a strategy going in? Were you like, you know, maybe a little possum just my, to get the feel? My and then? strategy, I did. My strategy was don't die. That, that was my strategy. That's and I a almost, good one. I almost lost that that strategy. Because yeah. your car started on fire, the, didn't it? Well, uh, no, no, no. It was it was actually a little worse than that. But but I, I will tell you the strategy. What what happens is, um, you, there is one rule, and you can't hit somebody's driver's side door. Okay. Okay. So the I. The idea to play a little safe is you go you go around the arena counterclockwise with your uh, with your your door your driver's side door kind of facing in. Uh -huh. That's the only way to kind of protect yourself. And uh, that was my strategy until it wasn't, and then that's when I got into trouble. Gotcha. So getting out in the open field is when it's the danger zone. That's right. Yeah, so, yeah, that's the danger zone. Oh, uh, so uh, let's start off. Do you remember what car you were driving? Uh, no, uh, no. Was it like it's, a big sedan, it's, like it's, a Buick or something yeah, like that? Yeah, there, it, it was a, it was an old Dodge, it's I think. Stripped yeah. down, and yeah. you, did you have the five-point harness seating and stuff like that? No, no, you oh, just boy. have one, <laughs> one strap, one little seatbelt across your lap, just the lap. It's so you, the lap belt. Were you wearing a so, helmet? I was wearing a okay, helmet. Good. A helmet and a neck brace. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, fire suit, so. Okay, you you did this. I did this. You did the ice bucket challenge where you rode a bicycle off a ramp into a lake. Yes. Um, you also did numerous commercials trying to get people to vote by driving around in a basically a uh, uh, a Blues Brothers car. Yeah, yeah, idea, right? It looked, yeah, that was kind of the the idea. Out so. of those, well, what partying a turkey, partying a turkey, drunk with power. Yeah, but but that one wasn't quite so death. Defined. Which one did your wife say that maybe might 
Or are there ones that you no, no. wanted to do that she wouldn't let you? Well, maybe. The, the Derby, she was not excited about that at all. So, so Mayor McAdams and I had, had a little thing back and forth, and uh, his wife didn't want him to do it either, mm. but decided that it was, uh, you know, that we were going to do it for, we are going to raise money for charity. Uh-huh. And uh, that was the one. My wife was very upset. She did not want me to do it. My little girl <laughs> did not want me to do it. And uh, I said, it will be fine. And so we, we went out beforehand, and they had a talk with the other drivers. Because the other drivers are all, they do this. You know, most yeah. of these guys have done multiple derbies that year. You know, and so they, they really knew what they were doing. And they said, hey, guys, take it easy on these guys. Just go out for the first five minutes. Just kind of let them hit and then get serious about it. So we told my wife, everything will be fine. These guys aren't that serious. You know, it's going to be fine. And uh, as soon as they dropped the flag to go, uh, everyone lost their minds, basically. <laughs> oh, that is that is wild. So, uh, how what place did you finish? In well, that? so I finished last place, actually next to last. One car got out before me. So what happened? Okay. Was, yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll give you the quick story. Please, no, time, are we okay? Time wise, oh, we've yeah. got okay. twenty five minutes. Play by play. Let's and if go. All, all right. we do is the demolition derby. This will be the best podcast we've okay. ever okay. had. So, so here we go. So I'm out there, and uh, it, it, everything happens so fast, and you kind of get tunnel vision mm-hmm. a little bit, you know, because there's there's uh, six. Eight cars? I don't know how many we had out there. Do we have eight? Was it's it like a eight? Royal Rumble in yeah, the WWE. Yeah, it, it's crazy. I mean, just <laughs> metal hitting. And, and you're really worried. The first time you get hit, and then you realize your adrenaline's up there so much, it, it feels like bumper cars mm-hmm. at that point. So you're like, okay, this is awesome. I'm just going to go crazy <laughs> now. So you, you start hitting people, and people are hitting you. So my car got disabled um, over on, on the side with uh, the passenger side facing in. So I ended up going the wrong direction okay. at this point. I, I cut across the arena. Um, Mayor McAdams is, uh, is right behind me. Mm-hmm. And at that point, um, so my car, so I'm technically out. I should have put my flag up mm-hmm. to say I'm out. The, uh, there was a fire in another car, okay. Okay, which, which happens often. So they, they stopped the, they stopped the, the race to, to put out the fire. At this point, one of the judges comes to me because I'm on the edge of the arena and says, hey, are you out? Do you want to put up your flag? I said, look, the, the mayor is, uh, is right behind me. He's got a clean shot just straight on to me. I said, go tell the mayor to hit me. The crowd will love it, and then I'll put up my flag. I'll just, you know, I'll just give him a free shot. It's theatrics. It's theatrics. They'll love this. So, um, so they start us up again. The mayor hits me. You know, everybody's laughing. <laughs> I'm looking around for my flag to, to put it up. All of a sudden, I, I glance out the side window, and here comes this guy straight across the arena, coming at me as fast as he can. And all I can do is duck at this point and not die. So they they also have a dirt berm all the way around the, uh, the arena. <laughs> That's that's probably four feet high, maybe three feet high, and uh, he hits me in the side, and um, pushes me. Now instead of sliding like I would normally do, I'm up against that dirt berm, so it now rolls me up over on top. Oh my goodness! I'm upside down, and his car, because of the way it rolled, he actually drives up on top of me. So his two wheels are on top of of the bottom of my car, I'm upside this down. This has got to be a submission hold if this was... Uh, <laughs> it, it was it was insane. Now, this all happened right in front of my family, oh. right? So now my, my kids, my wife are going crazy. They're, they're pretty sure I'm dead. <laughs> and uh, now there's a roll bar on top of uh, on top of these cars, which is great b- when you're on a flat surface. The roll bar protects you. I was not. I was on this berm, and the berm was directly over my, my head. And the roll bar's in the middle of the car, but I'm in the front of the car. So now the, the top of the car starts to 
crushed down and my my head and neck i have a helmet on but i'm getting bent sideways right so now i i'm thinking i'm i'm going to die <laughs> and uh and and i can't get out i'm wedged in well i think i can't get out yeah. um the guy the the judge the safety judge uh, immediately jumps in um uh, through the the passenger side of the car he says are you okay so yeah i'm fine i said i can't get out he said, undo your seatbelt. <laughs> I undo my seatbelt, immediately fall to the, uh, you know, to the bottom of the car and crawl out, and I'm fine. So that being said, uh, we, we made a deal after that that we would never uh, never do that again. Uh, yeah, I don't know who's going to pay for therapy for my kids. But, uh, other than that, it was a great, great experience. Was it a surefire never again, or was there a little wiggle? Room? No, no, it's it's a surefire never again. It's a, I'm yeah, going to Kyle yeah, Corver with you. That, that's exactly <laughs> right. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, anybody, I, I'm out. But we had a lot of fun. Mayor McAdams was it was a little panicked. The crowd loved it. If you've ever been to a derby, the best thing is when a car gets yeah. rolled. I mean, that's, I've been everybody's to monster trucks before. I've never been to I've been to uh, the poles and I've been to monster trucks. I've never been to a demolition derby. Have you, have you done NASCAR? You know, I've done NASCAR yeah. once. Yeah. Okay, so you've seen them wreck, and everybody uh-huh. loves a good wreck. That's getting rolled, you know, because it's all wrecks. Yeah. So getting rolled is the best of all wrecks. Uh, it, and Fairview is Demolition Derby USA. Fairview is a place. Let's yeah. give a plug for when they do that der- that derby. It's it's the twenty fourth of July. Twenty fourth of July. The twenty fourth. It's, well, it's, it's a common theme. I think Heber has it on the twenty fourth. Yeah, a lot of them um, have it. Some have it on the fourth. Some yeah. have it at their their uh, their, their fair fairs in, yeah. in August. Yeah. The sta- you know, county fairs have them. There's a lot of them, but Fairview's one of the best. We Did should you take. Ever do it, Chris? Oh yeah, of course. We should we should take the podcast to Fairview, and record it in the parking lot. Yeah, I mean, we'd have Tailgating to at the just imagine the sounds, well, we like people like revving those in. That's another thing. You'll go deaf for like the next six hours because of how it's, how loud people rev their engines. The, the smell, yeah. the smell. noise, the, the mud, uh, you know, in the crowd. Uh, well, I went to NASCAR once, and that was the thing that got me most. I never knew how loud those cars were. It just yeah. for some reason on TV, they always seem to be, you know, just – well, that's just a race car going around the yeah. track and so on. <laughs> but when you're actually there, I mean, the sight and the sounds and the smell, it's insane. It's, you feel it. And I can yeah. see why yeah. gearheads really go crazy on it. I was taken back because I went and saw it in Las Vegas, is that uh, guys showed up wearing, you know, like their beater shirts, you know, and like chawing their lip, this, that, and the other. The girls, a lot of them dressed up. Like it was almost like the – Like a, like a southern football version game. Of going to the Kentucky Derby. Yeah. Nice. You know, it, nice. Was, it, was, a, it was a heck of an event. Yeah, well, it, they don't dress up in Fairview, but uh, <laughs> you, you will get the wife beaters going on. Uh, we, we've got enough redneck to go around, and I'm related to all of them. So it's, it's, it's a Six lot of generations. Fun. That's of right. That's right. Speaking of uh, sporting events around the state of Utah and stuff like that, not to power rank them and stuff, but uh, what do you think of the Tour of Utah bike race as a way of sort of uh, showing the tourism aspect to the state? I, I think it's incredible, and uh, we're, we're very fortunate. And what, the feedback that we get from those that participate is it's, it's really unlike anything anywhere. Uh, the, the, the terrain, you know, the, the red rocks to the mountains, uh, uh, the, the valleys, uh, it's, it's great. I mean, Utah is getting discovered. I, we, I was talking to the, the mayor of Moab, and he said, you know what, we're too many tourists, you know, we're, uh, Zion's is, is almost at capacity every weekend, yeah. uh, which, which is a really positive. I mean, we're so blessed to have a state like this, and, and really that's one event that shows off the entire state. When I moved here uh, 15 years ago and stuff like that, this is, and I've made this joke on the podcast, and I'll repeat it. The only thing I knew about Utah at that time was uh, Robert Redford had a place up here, and Fletch came to Provo <laughs> to check on some property rights, you know, f- uh, for that. And I had no idea. And 
going to uh, just moving here and living here, uh, mostly after going through the Winter Olympics in 2002, that was to, to me, it's cemented. It's like, I'm never moving from Salt Lake. I'm never leaving Utah. And from, you know, it's a, just from the national park side, the tourism side, it's like, it seems like this is a great kept secret still. I mean, and it must be kind of a balance as a lieutenant governor where you want to share Utah with the world. On the other side, like, let's, let's keep, them, uh, keep them at arm's <laughs> bay. You know, like, we've got enough people here in the state as it is. You, uh, you bring up a good, a good point. And, uh, you know, having Chevy Chase, you know, show pictures of the Tabernacle Choir to the dog or, yeah. you know, whatever. It, it's, Thank uh, you. It's, Finally, it's, even the journalists <laughs> that work here don't know about flat. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm a huge fan. No, 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 but, yeah. uh, but, but uh, it's... We're, we're, we're lucky, and we are. I, I love stories like yours, Benny, uh, because I hear that all the time. So many people say, you know, my, my, my company moved to Utah, or I got transferred to Utah, and I didn't want to go, and I'm here, and there is no way I'm ever leaving. Um, it, it's, it's very unique. It's, it's a little quirky, or a lot quirky. It's incredibly quirky. It's quite, which, quite quirky. Quite quirky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Quite quirky. That works. Uh, but, but people do love it, and, and uh, when they discover it, they, they do. They, they want to come. And uh, so I, I'm one of the I'm, of course, you know it's my job. I'm a cheerleader for the state of Utah. Yeah. Um, it, it, it means a lot to us to get people out here to, to have these experiences. Helps with the economy. We have to be very careful the way we grow, yeah. and I think we're starting to figure that out. Um, you know, it's just kind of been anything goes, and we're starting to realize that we need to protect what we have here, and we can do that in smart ways. And we've got some some of the best thinkers, uh, really in the world, right here working on some of those issues water issues, air quality issues, cool. all these things that we need to do better, and, and we can, but we, we are going to grow. The secret's out. Yeah. In the business community, in the outdoor community, uh, everywhere I go, people are talking about Utah. Would you, uh, would you be a proponent of hosting another winter games here in Utah? Yeah, I, I absolutely would. I think any time we can showcase, again, what's, what's best, not about just about our state, but our country, mm. and, and I think we represent that. Uh, I would I would absolutely support that uh, under the right time and the right circumstances. Uh, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but with Sochi, they were saying with all the unrest that was happening in Russia that there was a possibility they were going to pull the games. The IOC was going to take them from the Russians and give them to somebody else in a short amount of time. Was, I know it was Utah was considered, but was that really ever an option? No, no, that was never really an option here. There's just so much that goes into to getting a, you know, getting the games ready. That being said, the facilities that we have, and one of the best things that we did, and by we, I don't mean me, I mean people that were here before me, was preserving these incredible venues, and, and they're still being used. They're still world-class venues. Uh, in fact, we're making upgrades to the venues all the time. The, the legislature approved some upgrades uh, to our ski jump, the ski jumping and, and the, the ramps and yeah. things have changed a little bit. We're upgrading those, we're, we're keeping pace, and we will continue to be a force for winter and, and other games, I, I think for a, for a long time to come. Were you here in Salt Lake during the games, or were you? Out? I was, yeah. What we, was your best we just memory of that? Back, uh, my best memory was. Um, I, I worked at the federal courthouse at that time, and uh, because of 9-11 uh -huh. and, and the threats, uh, I got two weeks of, of, of paid vacation. That was, <laughs> wow. the, uh, that, was the, that was the best memory. <laughs> I, was, I was really excited about that. But, but, but all of it, just, just honestly, as much as I enjoyed the events, the best part for me was just walking down Main Street mm -hmm. and just – 
stopping and looking around and listening to you know all the the, the different languages being spoken. I thought I, I can't believe the world's here. It was seeing Gallivan Plaza at that time, yeah. you know, and you would walk through there, and it really was it was a cacophony of languages. It's sights, smells, people. It was it was. Unlike anything, and it was funny for me having been in Utah for about two, two and a half years at that time, it was like, it felt like this was the world. I mean, it really felt like the microcosm of everything. And I remember after the games, there was a little bit of a letdown, almost a, a post-hangover depression that came with it. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you experienced anything like that. No, I did. And, and just that feeling that it would never be the same, you know, it, that something had changed, but in a good way. Yeah, not, definitely. Not in, a, yeah. not in a bad way. And I and I think we've seen that. I mean, Salt Lake City is, is very sophisticated. Uh, uh, melting pot mm. for for the world. People come, continue to come here. They they love it. And uh, it, again, it's it's the best of what this country has to offer. Do you, I, I, I'm sorry. someone who also I I only moved here a couple of years ago, and it's interesting to hear the stories. A lot of people talk about walking down Main Street during the Olympics and how that that's actually their best memory over, and it's people who went to events even. Um, and then the other thing is they always mention how much a city changed because of the Olympics. That it. It just took this big leap, and that um, people who were here before, like you wouldn't, you wouldn't recognize yeah. the city before and, and now, um, and and just how much it actually did mean. It I can't imagine what it would be like to host another one. Yeah, to, to do it again and. Um, well, I can, I can imagine not just hosting a winter games. I want to do the summer games here. You need to let that dream go. You know, uh, I no. we, we've had some conversations and some thoughts. I, Don't I, I encourage know it, him, I know it's a, it's a long shot, but when you, when you really look at, at the, uh, the venues and the geography, it's not an impossibility. I, I'm not saying it's a probability, but it's not an impossibility. I just have this image Can't in my head. I'm going to say it to the LG right here, then I will let this die. I have this image where you flip the last event in the Summer Games and make it the first, the marathon. Use the marathon to showcase the entire Salt Lake nice. Valley and stuff. And it, uh, and in the last four or five miles of it, starts with a, a sprint up to the hill to the Capitol and then down Memory Grove and then along the thoroughfare of North Temple as they're running into Rice Eccles. The sidelines fill, I mean, the streets filled with fans, ringing cowbells. The world. Flags, pageantry. No, 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 it's no. fireworks, and then bang, we start the opening ceremony. I, 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 it, it could happen. It's not likely to happen. But when you look at it, when you look at the venues that we already have in place between uh, Brigham Young University, University of Utah, Weber State, uh, with it's it's pretty incredible. You start to lay out the actual events, and you start to realize that it. It's, it the one infrastructure so I, you have, you have Rio Tinto Stadium for Rio, soccer. You have, you have the, facility. you have the, and the Maverick Center. Well. You have the Maverick Center for wrestling. Yeah. We do, and there's some unique ideas. I mean, you would have to, you'd have to build some venues, but, but the hard venues are already here. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. Just throw so. a couple of hotels up, and I think we can do this. And, we can and do we're, this. We're, we're already working <laughs> on the new, the new convention center hotel. Yeah. I mean, that's happening. Yeah. So it's okay. You know, I'll draw. <laughs> he, he's been trying to convince anyone that would I just think one you know, person I really we should think the summer games is a great idea. <laughs> I think know, the summer not? games are a great idea. No. no. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, I, I will say this, though, and I need to back up. Yes, the best memory of the Olympics. The yeah. best memory of the Olympics was the way that Utah came together to host those Olympics. We've never seen anything like it before or since. Um, the volunteerism, uh, it, for nine years in a row, we've led the country in, in volunteer hours. I think that that started with the Olympics. People just give up their time we had an army of people that, that came together in a positive way to showcase again the country and it went off flawlessly so that that to me was the best part
part of the whole thing. Yeah, I, I agree with the, the flawless part. I remember the only scuffling that I heard was something about a beer tent somewhere in the Gallivan Plaza, and the three people who were arrested were from West Valley City. <laughs> you know, so they were complaining that they weren't serving past 1 o'clock. So at that point in time, you know, I think we did a pretty good job. I think we're okay. Um, we do have the one Major League uh, Basketball with uh, the ML. Uh, the NBA basketball team here. If you could pick up the other three sports, one t uh, franchise to come Other to than MLS. Right. Pardon, right. pardon me. We have two. Right. We have right. two. Pardon me. <laughs> Respect. Um, but um, between baseball, football, and hockey here, would you, can Salt Lake or Utah sustain a, uh, another professional team? Yeah, you know, I, I mean, if I, if I could pick one, it would be in the NFL, obviously. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's, it's so big. It would be really tough. Uh, to, to an NFL team. I think we could support a Major League Baseball team. I, I mean, when you when you look around the country, I've been to a lot of those venues. Um, I, I really think that, that we could uh, we could support something like that. Hockey would be, I think, a, a little more difficult. There's not. It's a growing fan base here in, in the state, but but not like uh, not like the other two. So um, you know, my preference. I would love to have an NFL team. I know I know that's not going to happen. Uh, but Major League Baseball, I think, is something that we could see in the next twenty years. Did you go to the game two years ago when they had the uh, expo, uh, the expo between the Seattle Mariners and the was it the Rockies? Rockies. Rockies. The Rockies. Yeah. No, I, I I was not in attendance, uh -huh. but I, I obviously read about it. Uh, I went to the game and it was really fun to see the entire stands filled, and there was this, yeah. there was this feeling like this could happen, like the, maybe Salt Lake could make that next step to go from the AAA to the the big show. Yeah, and and when you look at the growth projections in the state, I mean we're approaching three million, um, and that's that's going to exponentially I increase again over over the next. 30 years, uh, 25 years, really, um, and and so I think we would n not just the, the the number of people, but the way Utah is. We're, we're really proud of our own. I mean, yeah. you see that with the Jazz, a small market team that's done very well economically, um, surprisingly well, um, even in some of the down years. I know it's been a struggle, and we're so lucky to have the Miller family here who's so dedicated to it, but, but we care, and we buy tickets, and we show up. Let me propose this other thing. What if we trade the Utah Jazz name to New Orleans? For uh, two trade picks, twenty-five million dollars. You know, and I was, Saints. and we take <laughs> and the Saints. Saints, yeah, yeah, and we yeah. take, we become the Utah I, I, Saints. I'm good with that. And the Summer right? Olympics. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so I'm dropping the Olympics. Okay. But, I, wait, I haven't even brought up inversion yet. You guys are talking about this. We need to get this guy to get rid of the inversion in the state. That's the most oh, important thing. Oh, we're working on it. Okay, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> we'll never get rid of the inversion. Right. You know, inversions just happen. But get rid of the bad air during <laughs> yeah, the inversion. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. We're on it. Okay. So so far. Ben wants you to get the Utah BYU football game back. <laughs> yes, please. Chris wants you to get rid of the inversion. Yeah, and, and more people will support me on this one. Probably. <laughs> Summer Olympics. Absolutely. I think I'll, mine's the easiest. I'm I, just saying. We 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 can work on that. Okay, one for sure. Fair but enough. but with the Jazz name, I, I I used to be really in favor of getting rid of it. I'm I'm starting to get a little sentimental. I'm getting older. Uh -huh. They now. brought the, the um, they brought the note logo back. They I mean, before the that before logo. it was kind of pointless because it was just the mountain logo I was yeah. out on. Yeah. yeah, back with the note logo. I, I'm okay with that. I love the history. It would be really tough to to, to give that up. Uh, I w for Anthony Davis, I'd make the yeah. trade. Yeah. See, yeah. there you go. That's that. what. And, well, so. then what do you go with? Uh, I don't care if I get Anthony Utah. Davis. So. I like the Saints. <laughs> I, I thought Utah it Saints. Utah, Utah called the Utah Saints. You honor the, the it's pioneers that came over here. Two Zs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Thank Go you. Put on the two Zs. Put on the two Zs. Yeah. We get that. Can we get away from that by yeah, $25 million dollars as well, and then two picks, and we'll take Davis. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm good. I would do I, if If we have to do it, I like the Saints. Okay. Good call. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I meant the football team, but yeah. okay. Well, yeah. I, I take the name. <laughs> right. Uh, I just I only have a handful more questions in here, and I'm, I'm just more curious about this. How long have you been playing bass for? 
Oh, you know, not that Slaps long. Slaps bass? Actually. Slaps some bass? Yeah, yeah, I do. So uh, so I always wanted to be in a band growing uh-huh. up. I mean, I think everybody did, right? And so I, I was in a lot of musical groups, sang mm. uh, a lot. Um, I have a brother that's pretty talented, and uh, he uh, we, we all play a few different instruments. Um, I, I never played any of them well, so I play a little guitar, uh-huh. a little piano. Uh, and uh, we finally decided on a whim. Uh, another friend of his is a great lead guitar player mm-hmm. so he said let's just let's just get together and start playing some music so we did mm-hmm. and uh we added a drummer and uh then then a, a friend of mine moved back and he plays keyboards and so i realized that if i wanted to be in the band i wasn't good at anything i had to, <laughs> I had to learn something and so i i picked up a bass and uh and and just kind of taught myself about four years ago and we've been playing together ever since what's we, the name of the band we uh well we're, oh we're boy. still working on that no the, the name of the band is upside and um right. the, you know it's kind of whatever it's, kind of a it's an name, opt- it's an optimistic so. name it's yeah. an optimistic <laughs> name so actually comes from a bill simmons uh okay. article uh yeah making fun of of nba analysts saying that everybody upside. has lots of upside oh man we know someone who we know someone yeah. who all, is always talking about upside there you go so <laughs> we were going to call us um upside potential but we just went with upside so uh, anyway the name's not important but uh we, we end up just covering a lot of songs that we like we're all big u2 fans uh kind of growing up uh we so so we start off just playing kind of some u2 songs and then we, we we play a little bit of uh everything you know we play some fallout boy some johnny cash some Green Day, just whatever we we feel like playing in the moment. So we still play. We we play a car show every year. We're actually, I think we're playing the Derby this year. It does. Uh, I've got to be a good guess. So that's, that's big. That's it's kind of you know from a kid from Fairview. <laughs> kind of our, you know, really how do you get to Carnegie Hall? Practice, uh, yeah, practice, yeah. demolition derby. Actually, you know, and we're we we're we're going to play. We're really nervous about this one. We're actually playing at the uh, the Utah County Lincoln Day Dinner, the Republican oh. Lincoln Day Dinner in. February, we're going to be playing some songs, and so you know, I don't know that a you know a 600 uh, Utah County Republican crowd is they want really some Fallout Boy. Some <laughs> they fallout want boy. some Imagine Fallout Boy. Yeah, we're, we're actually we're working on the set list. We're we're, we're going to do some killers yeah. uh, uh, for them, uh, and you know. Uh, Brandon Flowers grew, grew up in yeah. Duab County, which was my district mm-hmm. when I was in the House of Representatives. So we'll do a little of, of that and uh, and a few other things. So. Do you have to get it approved, the playlist? Uh, no, no. They, they, they're they going the to trust LG. us. So. I think the LG can yeah, call a shot we're on this gonna one. Do, I, I think we're doing like five songs. Maybe, nice. Uh, we, might, we might do a little fun. Um, nice. So, yeah, we're going to try some different things. Try to liven it up. They're trying to attract a little bit younger crowd. You know, I don't know if the, if, if the so, over 70 crowd's going to love the killers. But we'll, we'll Six, see. 60 so. Republicans in Utah County are going to be jamming out to Brandon Flowers. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got one last question for you, and then I'm going to open up to these guys on this one. Uh, you have three sons. Uh, are they playing football? Uh, no, no, they don't. Or do you have concerns about uh, kids and concussions with football? Yeah. I'm actually wanting to know your thoughts yeah, on that. Yeah, I would love to blame it on the uh, the the, uh, the concussion concerns and not just that they inherited my athletic ability. <laughs> but uh, we'll go with concussions. They, they, they do play flag football uh-huh. um, growing up. My oldest is, is 15 now. He played uh, he played one year um, of, of junior mm-hmm. um, football in, in middle school. And uh, just you know, decided it wasn't worth. It. I do have concerns. I, I mean, the, the the medical evidence is 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 really kind of overwhelming right now. I think it's been ignored for far too long, um, and uh, we're we're seeing 
the, the repercussions of, of, of that now. And uh, I, I, I do have some concerns about the longevity of, of football, the sustainability of it, because more and more people aren't letting their kids play tackle football. And uh, I, I'm waiting for the, uh, the breakthrough helmet that solves all of this. Surely, you know, we can put a man on the moon. Somebody's got to be able to solve yeah. this. But unless and, and until they do, um, we, we might be in trouble. With did you play any sports growing up? Uh, I, I did. I, I played everything when I was younger, um, and, and then you know everybody passed me up when I got in. Benny will appreciate this. I, I played tennis in in, uh, oh, in high school. So, tennis yeah, there you go. Yeah, so I, I was I was a tennis player and uh, uh, still loved player. Still play pickup ball. I'll be playing tonight. What basketball? What uh, singles? One, two, or three? I, I was second singles. All right. Yeah. So I wasn't. It's I was better than third. Enough. But yeah, it's better than third. <laughs> I, I played first doubles one year. And, a lot of and, lobs in and third. Second singles. Is there a lot of lobs? It's a lot. Of, it's a lobby. Lot. A lot of lobs. A lot, a lot of, of lets. Especially in doubles. Oh, yeah, they're just lobbing over that guy at the net. It's yeah. fairness. So that was always my favorite to cover, though, was second doubles. It yeah. was because those kids wanted it so bad, and they just didn't have it. it yeah. Two yep. left feet. The <laughs> racket was always backwards. And, but it's so much fun watching that. That one was must. That was appointment watching at those tournaments. Good, <laughs> great times. Yeah. Good stuff. The governor is an incredible tennis player really um, he's a baller he's, at everything he's very athletic yeah he was he was you know a, a letterman all all everything and uh in football yeah. basketball he was draining tennis. those threes when lone peak was up there a couple yeah. years ago he, he, can, he got on a hot streak yeah. he can he can still he can still shoot it so yeah very athletic so who would win in a tennis match the, the governor seriously hands down. the governor I, I don't play much anymore the governor plays a couple times what's a his week. game like though i mean is it is it you is know a power guy? Is yeah, he's built for longevity to you know just placement. Yeah, he he's he still you know I I mean he's sixty seven years old yeah. and uh, he's 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 still got a lot of power. Yeah. Um, and and uh, but but he but he does he he's got everything in, oh. in his artillery. He he plays very well. He he got to play against Andre Agassi. Uh, oh. You know, just hit it back and forth uh, uh, two years ago, I think. Just really a highlight for him. But, but, but very talented. Plays with, with the, the, uh, the tennis coaches at, at the University of Utah, mm. again, a couple times a week. Nice. So. Wow. Very talented. Yeah. However, you won your fantasy football league, right? <laughs> well, was he in the? I, league? I don't want to brag, but uh, <laughs> but, but since yeah. I mentioned it, right? It's <laughs> like you brought it up. No, so this was a, a league that we started um, uh, 17 years ago. Was it that long ago? No, it couldn't have been that long ago. Who's your quarterback? 15 years ago. Who's your quarterback? Uh, well, quarterbacks. Well, I'll get there. Okay. It started in law school. So oh, okay. it, it was the, the league started in, in 98, whatever that is. So, so this is before, okay. like, internet fantasy football? Or it, was it, it just was when it – just when internet right. – we had our – we hosted our own website for, like – it was just, like, three Dude. years ago. Okay, that we so went this to, is legit. It was yeah. legit. Yeah. yeah, it was a lot of work. And, and still, it's, it's great to keep in touch with friends. They live I, – I think there's two of us in Utah, the rest of them – you know, West Virginia, um, Ohio, uh, Detroit, they're, they're all over the country. It keeps us, keeps us together. But, um, I've been, I, I, I really am, am the, uh, the best of the worst. I, I have the most toilet bowl, uh, trophies, uh, in, in the league, but this year I got on a little bit of a hot streak and I don't know why I just hit everybody on the right week. Jay Cutler, um, was my, uh, well, no, actually Jay Cutler was not my quarterback. I, I needed Jay Cutler to have a good game. Um, to win, I had Alshon Jeffrey going into the last okay. game. He scored a garbage time TD to win to get me into the championship right. game. It was it was a lot of fun. The Bears did that the entire season. Sorry, too. yeah, my, my, my quarterback was uh, was Miami. Uh, Tannehill. Uh, Tannehill. Yeah. yeah, Ryan Tannehill was my quarterback you won this year. A title with I, Jay Cutler. I, I, I ran passes and Ryan Tannehill. And Ryan Tannehill. It was it was bizarre. How I many mean, people are in the league? 
Uh, we have <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have twelve. Oh, that's a lot. Oh, that's a legit. Yeah, it's it's that's it's legitimate. Yeah. Is, is it guys from law school or guys from guys from law school? Yeah. Okay. Guys from law school. Yeah. Okay. All of us were were at law school together. So not bad. Any yeah. other lieutenant governors? Uh, or no. Do you get bragging rights there. No, I, I get the bragging rights rights there. Um, but we we've got some prosecutors, all you know, all mm. attorneys, all very successful mm. attorneys. Yeah, so. not bad. Yeah, yeah. Not it's bad. it's a lot of fun. Did you did you? Put the team together on I your do. own, or did yeah. you have some help? Yeah, well, you heard who was on my team, right? Yeah. I, Ryan Tan- doesn't yeah. take any help to get Ryan Tannehill as your, uh, <laughs> as your quarterback. Fair so, Fair enough. Yeah, no, I, I, uh, I, had, a, I had a pretty good uh, receiving core this year, but um, it, was, uh, it was just lucky. I just yeah. hit people on the right, right, right time. Do you, do you do the research for the draft? I do everything. Do you guys yeah. get together for the draft? No, we, we talk about it every year, mm-hmm. but um, we, we, we get together online and, okay. and on a conference call. So we're talking and giving each other crap and you know, making jokes about the other guy's moms. And, you know, <laughs> we, we, we get that, but yeah. we, we got to get together. We need a 20-year reunion here soon. So what's the name of your team? Uh, the General Lees, um, actually from the, the, the Jennies, Dukes, the, the Dukes of Hazard, the car. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, the, the, it was a car. That's what yeah. kind of. But yeah. being in law school, that was the that was kind of the, or low hanging fruit. So yeah, yeah. There, there you go. So, uh, fruit with. I have one last question for you. Lieutenant Governor's come to visit here in Salt Lake City. You're going to take him out to lunch and dinner. Where are the two places you're taking him? Wow. So I um, actually had um, somebody come and visit, and uh, we went to the pie and uh, got some pizza. Solid choice. Yeah, yeah. I thought that that was a, that was a really good choice. Good venue, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and, well, I, I feel bad taking them outside of Salt Lake, but um, the, the other place I try to get people, I like to get people out into rural Utah. Yeah. Um, but there's, there's a... Um, just an incredible in Spring City in mm. in uh, in Central Utah. There's a German restaurant called Das Cafe, and um, it, it was featured in the Deseret News. Oh, yes, I'm um, writing this down. Like uh, two months ago, go on and read the review. Um, it, it's it's amazing. So this, uh, I mean, they are from Germany, mm. um, two generations family. Um, the, the 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 grandpa, I don't know, he's got to be 80 years old. Uh-huh. And they used to make food. People would come to their house and say, please, we'll pay you. Just feed us. And uh, so they, 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 they decided to start this restaurant. It's so hard to get to, and you, it's almost impossible to get a table. People from Salt Lake are there every day. People drive uh, 110 miles to go and, and eat there, and uh, it's incredible. The best Reuben you'll ever have. Their sauerkraut is just off the charts. They import it from Germany. Better than Siegfried's? It, it, it really mm. is. I don't, I don't, I don't, <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, no <laughs> knock on Siegfried's, but no, I, that's no, the only it, other German place it, that yeah, I know, no, so I, I had and, to put and there. And I've been there, and I love it, but it's incredible. I they, love Siegfried's, too, but they, they have the surliest people on the planet, which is why I really love eating at Siegfried's. I love older <laughs> women screaming at me. So. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> well, there's, a, there's a little of that going on, but the, their secret is is bacon yeah. and and they they, <laughs> they have managed to incorporate bacon in into their sauerkraut so yeah. Yeah, i'll just leave it at that mm. but yeah that's worth the trip okay. yeah it is okay. absolutely all right well we're, we gotta wrap this up we're at the hour long mark on this one uh, do us a favor uh, go to itunes rate review and subscribe to the show per usual give us the five star rating and then kill us in the comment section i don't think we will tonight <laughs> because of the lg uh follow the lieutenant governor on twitter at spencer j cox 
We have at K Winmo for Kevin Winter Morris and at Chris Kimrani. You have Don't to spell that to yourself. Spell Don't try to spell it. So uh, I'm Too at Ben hard. Raskin. Uh, hey, on behalf of all of us, thank you so much. This has been a, a really kind of a fun experience and uh, kind of interacting with you on the Twitter sphere and just getting you up to the offices has been great. So thanks, guys. I love it. Really, you, you do great work, and and uh, we'll, we'll be out there selling your wares. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right, for uh, Trib, uh, Trib Sports Radio, this is Ben Raskin. Thank you very much for listening. Take care. For Tribune Sports Radio, this is Ben Raskin. Our weekly podcast is recorded every Tuesday. Subscribe to the show on iTunes at Trib Sports Radio. And while you're there, please rate the show and give us some comments to help improve the podcast. All of our reporters' work can be found at sltrib.com. Please follow us on Twitter at Trib Sports Radio. Tweet us questions and the fellows will be happy to answer them. Or if you feel like writing an email, send it to Tribune Sports Radio, all one word, at gmail.com. Thank you for listening.